Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. The globalists are at it again, beginning with the worthless and harmful face masks. Will their lies work this time around? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest, direct from South Africa. For my new listeners... Dr. Peter Hammond is the founder and director of Frontline Fellowship, the founder and chairman of Africa Christian Action, the director of the Christian Action Network, and the chairman of the Reformation Society. He is the author of several best-selling books, including Faith Under Fire in Sudan, In the Killing Fields of Mozambique, Slavery, Terrorism, and Islam, The Historical Roots, and The Contemporary Threat. It's my great pleasure to give a Real Talk welcome back to Dr. Peter Hammond. Thank you very much, Audrey. Great to be back. Oh, it's so great to have you back with us. And boy, I can't wait to dive into this. Um, Christine Anderson, Germany's member of the European Parliament, issued a statement calling on citizens around the world to rise up against the return of COVID restrictions. They've begun in pockets around the world again. Do you expect a greater pushback this time? Because last time we were all caught off guard and there wasn't a lot known. And now things are different. So you expect there'll be a greater pushback? Oh, definitely, enormously. People at at first in South Africa, we went to a total hard lockdown, police and army marching around, forcing people back in. They they were so concerned that nobody got COVID. Uh, The police and army in South Africa actually shot some people dead for for, uh, violating the uh, curfew. So I can imagine that's one way of making sure nobody gets COVID. You shoot them first. So uh, in, Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe, the government was so concerned about people's health that they came into churches, beat up the pastor with rifle butts in the face, dragged him down the aisle with blood trails behind, kicked him in the head outside, and started to pistol whip a rifle butt and beat the people in the church for not wearing masks and for not even being vaccinated. What more must the government do to show that they love and care for you? <laughs> and they're concerned about your health. Uh, they are starting in some places already uh, with, with the masks, and there's already been several, several, and even when they confronted the, the little, uh, excuse me, lawn dwarf known as Fauci, when they confronted him about the, the studies that came out, as a matter of fact, one in Switzerland in particular, where it said how harmful the masks are. To people that they first of all they don't work and second they're even harmful he dismissed it well there are other studies and so basically we should just listen to him because he said he's science is that right yes no he is science you know i am science he said you know talk about delusions of grandeur it's sort of like uh, you know jean uh, claude uh, who's this uh, bizarre uh, lesbian speaking up for the biden administration the white house the speaker she calls herself an historic figure uh, yeah, that's uh, Jean. Yeah, she said Jean. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, Jean Claude. What? She's such a absolutely bizarrely full of herself individual. Oh, yeah. But um, I suppose she's a perfect spokesman for a person who can't string two sentences together, put two feet in front of one another without tripping and falling flat in his face or falling upstairs and so on. So um, you know, having this uh, lesbian. Um, 
narcissist uh, representing her is probably ideal. And she called herself an historic figure. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yes, so when they started all this, we didn't quite know. I mean, from the beginning, I, I was suspicious. Yeah. And sure enough, it didn't take long for the facts to come out because all those scenarios that they they obviously um, organized uh, for the media in China, where you saw people falling down the streets and men in hazmat suits removing dead bodies from the streets. And yeah. nobody saw it anywhere else in the world, but we did see it in video on, on TV in order to warn everyone, look, something's coming so bad, people can die by the millions. I mean, we were told in South Africa, millions of people are going to die in our country. Hundreds of millions could die worldwide from this. We have to lock down. And they literally, they're speaking about the millions dying. And you have to lock down, shelter in place. And they terrified everyone into locking down. We had a hard lockdown for five weeks and they were literally beating up and kicking people in the streets and even shooting some to make sure they kept everyone at home. And my son got arrested for running around an empty field for exercise. Oh, and, my uh, gosh. <laughs> uh, four or five security vehicles pitched up, about a dozen men to arrest a single man running around an empty field. Are you like, serious? That's oh my no, serious. Gosh. The kind of idiocy out there. Uh, they can't seem to deal with crime, but they sure were able to um, uh, force people into a curfew. And when in the history of the world has anyone seen something like this, that the entire world, every country on earth seems to follow the same mandate. Now, not every single country. There were a few sane countries like Sweden that refused to lock down. And they did very well. And I think they really upset people because Sweden didn't lock down. Sweden left it up to their citizens. The schools stayed open. The shops stayed open. Businesses continued. And they didn't have anything near as bad a result as Spain or Britain, who had very hard lockdowns. Right. And so when you have an exception like that, you could see, well, the masquerade madness, the lockdown lunacy, and the salvation by vaccination, COVID cult, it didn't, it wasn't necessary just for starters, because other countries like Sweden that didn't lock down at all and didn't mandate any masks or, or vaccinations, they did better, they had less deaths, they were healthier, and the economy, of course, wasn't devastated to the yeah. tune of billions of dollars worth of damage. In South Africa, the damage caused by businesses being shut down, and the thing that's just so bizarre is all the little shops were shut down. Right. But the big, mega yeah, shops, because, the well, huge ones, they were open. Yeah, exactly, because the virus, after all, could dif differentiate between the mom-and-pop stores and the the 1%, uh, yes. right? Because the virus was very smart. I, I would have thought, <laughs> leave the small stores open and shut the huge, massive factory-type shops down. Right. But no, you can see this is big tech and big pharma working together with big business and big government in crushing the little guy. And basically, this was Marxism, but it was not just Marxism, it was Maoism which is a, a, a bit of a mixture between a fascist government's corporate control where the big businesses yeah. and the party work together. And what a racket. And you just look at how many people became billionaires from this racket, forcing vaccinations on people, yeah. Yeah. taking tax money to pay for it, while crushing people's businesses. And the, the audacity of some of these liars, like in Australia and New Zealand, saying nobody forced anyone to get the vaccination. Nobody was forced, which is... <laughs> That's a lie. It, we've got the records. You can play it one off the other. You know, you will lose your job. You won't be allowed outside. You will not be allowed in, in any meetings. You can't go to um, the club. You can't go to anything uh, unless you get the vaccination. Austria, nobody was allowed to even leave the house unless they had a vaccination. So they put a hard lockdown the people. 
And that only ended in Austria when the Austrian police and army responded saying, we will not enforce this. Huh. And so wow. the, the government was trying to have permanent lockdowns for everyone where you had to pay several thousand euro a month um, uh, penalty for not getting vaccinated. And uh, the, this only stopped when the head of the police and the head of the army said, not with us, we will not enforce this. It's not our job. And it's not national defense, it's not law and order. And so when the military and the police said, you can do it yourself, thank you, we're not going to enforce this, then the whole thing died in, in, in Austria. But Australia, of course, they were um, goose-stepping into people's homes and beating up people. There's videos that you've probably seen, not just of the police, spraying grandmothers with uh, tear gas, standing over them, kicking them. You know, some youngster kicking uh, some woman three times his age uh, while spraying them directly in the face, sustained with the pepper sprays. And, uh, you know, a person could have um, uh, respiratory problems for all you know, and right. you know, that's not going to help. Right. But uh, nevertheless, um, what they were doing, going into people's homes, arresting a mother in a dressing gown, and she's saying, I didn't break the law. And, well, yes, ma'am, you did. What did I do? You posted um, on social media something discouraging people from wearing masks or mocking masks. And literally, they come and arrest somebody, handcuff yeah. her and drag her in front of her children. There's a pregnant mother at home, sick, dragged sick. off to uh, jail because she had made a social media joke. And that's that was what Australia got to. And as for New Zealand, well, you know, the sense of that Jacinda <laughs> yeah. Ard Ardern, Arden, yeah, what, she's what, crazy, yes. Totally crazy. I think we saw some of the worst governments in the world when Canada under Justin Trudeau, or should we say Justin Castro, and Jacinda <laughs> Ardern, what, what absolutely lunatic people, not to mention several of the characters in Australia, especially Victoria State, uh, they were so bad that I have to say at the end of it, many of my friends who had fled away from South Africa to Australia and New Zealand, they came back to us. Now, I've been meeting with people in, from Canada as well, these are Rhodesians and South Africans who fled to away from communist oppression and crime and violence in Africa to the peace and freedom of Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Quite a few of them have come back to South Africa and you know, they introduce themselves of, you know, I escaped from Prison Island. They're speaking about coming back from New Zealand or Australia. Um, wow. Or, you know, I escaped from the People's Democratic Republic of Canada. And <laughs> um, I, I had one person say to me, at a, a, we had a, a, what we call a bri-flace, what you'd call a cookout here, a while ago, a whole lot of Rhodesians, and this one man had been in Canada for a few years, and uh, he said, you know, the terrifying thing about Canada, he said, you can be in, in any place in South Africa giving a bri with, with, if you've got 10 or 20 South Africans, you'll have 10 or 20 different opinions, and he said, but in Canada, you had a cookout, you've got 10 or 20 Canadians, you'll have one opinion, you'll have one narrative, nobody will depart from you. He said, it's absolutely terrifying that they all are frighteningly uniformed and regimented in their opinions, and no one wants to talk outside of the, the Newspeak uh, government-mandated narrative of whatever it is. Yeah. And that is terrifying. And is. I've had many people say to me, we've got more freedom of speech, more freedom of conscience, more freedom of religion, more freedom of movement in South Africa, which, by the way, is ruled by a communist terrorist government, uh, than they had in Australia, New Zealand, or Canada. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's pretty terrifying. That is, that is. Oh, here's here's more more uh, insanity for you. 
who, and, and I'd say uh, the bad who, not the good who, you know, the group, anyway, the band, um, the who. Uh, the, Wuhan, <laughs> the Wuhan Health Organization. Yeah, right, the World Health Organization. <laughs> Pan- pandemic treaty negotiator demands sweeping censorship powers. He said misinformation is a serious health threat. This is insanity now. Larry Gostin, who leads Georgetown, or who heads Georgetown's who Collaborating Center revealed in a recent interview how the organization will censor dissent and wrong think online. Now, as part of the treaty, the WHO would also be awarded global censorship powers that would override, the, like in our case, the First Amendment rights of American citizens, as well as in other free countries. How is this not global communism? It is global communism. And you can see, not only did the virus come from China, uh, but um, the model for dealing with the virus came from China as well. It's the Chinese Communist Party, one-party state way of doing it. This is the way. You all do the same thing. You walk in lockstep. And many of us start to call it COVID-1984. And sometimes you'd have written on the wall COVID-19 in one color, and then someone would add 84 in another color after it. So it's 1984, reminding us of the prophetic warning political satire of George Orwell's book 1984, which is ominously relevant today. Because in 1984, George Orwell was warning about a ministry of truth that deals with lies, many truth, and they deal with lies. They deal with propaganda. Ministry of plenty deals with starvation and rationing. The ministry of love deals with torture. Ministry of peace deals with war. The media communicates a new speak and double think, and anyone who questions the official party line is guilty of a thought crime, which is forced by thought police. And so those people who question the politically correct narrative would become unpersons, vaporized and disappear down the memory hole. It's so much like being deplatformed today and they say fake news. And it's so good that now we've got some people in Congress who are able to bring these Pfizer and other criminals and CDC liars in front of Congress and say, um, where did you study medicine? No, I never studied medicine. Excuse me, can you say that again? No, I never studied medicine. So what makes you think that you are uh, medically qualified to determine what Professional doctors trained in Harvard and uh, some of the finest uh, medical schools in the country have written, and that here you've got professors and specialists writing on things, and you tag it as uh, misinformation and malinformation and deplatform it and put fake news on it and and uh, even take away these people's platforms. And this is it, it's outrageous, and it must be exposed because, as Christine Anderson warns us, it's all coming back, and. With this global pandemic treaty that uh, the World Health Organization, or should I say the Wuhan Health Organization, is trying to enforce, <laughs> it's going to put us all under Chinese Communist Party type rules. Yeah. The first rule of good health is fresh air. Putting on a mask violates the first requirement for good health. Right. By putting some face diaper on, by putting this filthy cloth mask, which often really, I mean, many of them are petri dishes for infections, and Friends of mine who dermatologists said they start speaking about maskne. You had acne before, now you have maskne. All the kind of pimples and other kind of facial uh, imperfections and unhealthy re- things that came from what was breeding underneath these sweaty, uncomfortable, unhygienic cloth masks. And uh, to think that that's required, that you, you can't breathe fresh air. So when I was walking out, uh, right from the beginning, I was not complying. And I'd have these people at the shop saying, you know, where's your mask? And I'd say, excuse me, I've got a medical condition. I must breathe fresh air. 
and uh, you know things like this. And sometimes I'd have these people um, uh, say to me that you know uh, I must follow the science. And I said, well, uh, what do you know about the science? And start to quote them some studies. And at one point, I remember having some of these people chatting at me at a children's play area where I'd take my grandchildren, insisting that they and I wear masks. And I said, are you a doctor? And they said, no. And I said, well, I am. And let me tell you, this doesn't work. Now, of course, I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm a, yeah. I'm a doctor of missiology and history. But still, so I use that sometimes <laughs> to intimidate people. Sometimes telling them, you know, um, well, if you're not a doctor, let me tell you that this is unhealthy, this is unnecessary, and this is counterproductive. And many medical professionals stood on that. And in fact, in South Africa, we had our top um, heart transplant surgeon, trained in the days of uh, Chris Barnard. And uh, Dr. Susan Fosler was actually in charge of infectious diseases uh, ward at Kritiske Hospital, which is the hospital where the first heart transplant was done. She's been in heart transplant since 1988. Dr. Susan Fosler made the statement, you are more at risk from the vaccine than you are from the virus. And she said, particularly men, particularly younger men, are very much at risk for heart attacks, strokes, um, uh, and other problems such as that if they take the vaccine. And they're much safer and got a much better recovery rate and survival rate from the virus than they have from the vaccines. And next thing, she has been shouted down by imbeciles on the press saying, Susan Fosley is an imbecile. She's an idiot. What does she know? What does she know? Well, she's a heart transplant <laughs> surgeon and she's in charge of uh, infectious disease ward uh, at... Uh, but they were demanding that she be stripped of her credentials, stripped of her um, uh, ability to work for a living, that she should never be allowed to practice medicine again. And this is what journalists and others were saying, that literally you don't toe the line. Forget about follow the science. They wanted the scientist to be shut down, silenced, and kicked out. So I led a protest demonstration outside Kritiskew. We were standing there, uh, placards, and having a live stream to speak up for Susan Fosley's right to not only practice medicine, but to speak her mind and to give the results of her scientific research. Well, by the time I got home, my wife said to me, Peter, what have you been up to? My phone's been ringing off the hook. People complain about how can your husband be so hateful and how can he do such a terrible thing? Well, it turned out that our media in South Africa, News 24 and South African television, SATV, were reporting that Peter Hammond was speaking out there, um, attacking the staff, uh, the medical staff at the hospital. And I had some woman there in tears Oh, it's the most hateful thing here. We are risking our lives every day to care for these patients. And now they come and they demonstrate against us. Now, I went back and looked at my pictures. There wasn't one sign. I don't remember one word of any of us criticizing the doctors and nurses in the hospital. We were speaking up for one of the doctors who was being attacked. And now the media portrayed this as a demonstration against the doctors and nurses of Gretzky Hospital. It was the very opposite. There was nothing against them. It was for the freedom of one of the doctors there. It was all pro Dr. Susan Fosley and against this, uh, what do you call it, the George Orwell 1984 right. uh, thought police cracking down on, on real science. So this is the point. We're dealing with not just fake diseases, fake pandemics and fake vaccines. We're dealing with fake news. And, well, as you know, you can also have fake governments, fake presidents and fake elections as well. And that's why they are wanting to bring back um, the masquerade madness, the lockdown lunacy and the salvation by vaccination because it gives governments so much power to crush their dissent. They used it to try and remove Donald Trump from power and to hijack and steal the elections in 2020. Who knows what they're wanting to do now? And, oh, we're heading towards an election year next year. Maybe that's got something to do with this new attempt. It worked so well last time. I mean, look how well 
the 2020 election still went. You managed to get a brain-dead imbecile ventriloquist dummy, <laughs> Joe Biden, into the White House uh, with an even more imbecilic, cackling idiot as his vice president. You know, normally the vice president is the, they say the vice president is normally the uh, insurance for the country. Uh, in this case, the vice president is the insurance for Biden because uh, yes, he's bad, but uh, he's unlikely to be impeached while his replacement is going to be somebody even worse than him and, and um, Kamala Harris. But <laughs> this is what you've got. And they bring the world to the brink of nuclear war. So not just destroying the economy of America and destroying people's freedoms, but a fake election in America, thanks to the pandemic, which gave them the justification to say, we must have mail-in ballots, which is the key thing which... Uh, swayed the election it was much easier to fake mail-in ballots, obviously, than anything else. And uh, I'm sure many of your listeners have watched the 3,000 Mules film, which is um, Denise D'Souza's expose of the blatant fraud that took place in yes. key swing states uh, in the oh, yes. 2020 elections. Well, I think that one has to consider the possibility that this new attempt to bring up a new variation of COVID and try a COVID lockdown lunacy too um, must be because you're heading towards another election. Anything is worthwhile if it can stop Donald Trump coming at the White House because he wants to drain the swamp and he doesn't want to have endless wars and he would like to stop the um, slide into World War Three going on in Ukraine right now. And so... <laughs> what a terrible thing. We we have got to stop this because what's more important than having a good, decent nuclear exchange with Russia and China, having a war on two fronts? And you've got a, uh, I believe your um, imbecile for military. Um, There's so many. Go ahead. Which one? Your Secretary <laughs> of, of Defense. Right. He's now put before Congress a massive increase in spending for the defense budget for 2024, right. anticipating a world war where America is going to be fighting both Russia and China simultaneously. Now, you know, what do they think they are? The Wehrmacht? Um, only the Germans <laughs> could handle a two-front, in fact, three, four, five-front war and uh, manage for a few years. America couldn't even manage Afghanistan and Iraq at the no. same time. It was such a strain. Yeah. If they think they can take on Russia and China simultaneously with a woke military that's more concerned about the gender pronouns and how to kill the enemy, uh, they are in delusionville. But if they think masks can save you from a virus and that these vaccines are safe and effective, mm. and then I suppose they can believe anything. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, I also understand that there, uh, details have emerged online that expose Bill Gates' role in the COVID pan pandemic, I say scamdemic, uh, where Gates took yes. in huge profits from the push for the mRNA shots. Now, uh, a viral social media post detailing how Gates' profited from the scamdemic has been viewed millions of times. Gates was banned from entering India due to injury and death from vaccines. And I understand if I'm correct, he also harmed Africans with vaccines. Why is he not at least behind bars for trying to carry out his well-known depopulation plan? Yes, well, a man who says that the world's depopulating, that he supports bringing the world's um, population below 500 million, Considering we've got 8 billion people on the planet, and what's going to happen to the other 7.5 billion of us um, who yeah. apparently excess surplus population? After all, we do have transhumanism. We've got the fourth industrial revolution and AI, and there's not that many peasants to operate their factories anymore. So um, a certain amount of us need to be sacrificed. Now, when a man who wants to bring the world's population down says, 
take my vaccine, it's going to improve your life expectancy. We kind of think there's a bit of a contradiction here. There's <laughs> a conflict of interest. And so, um, yes, people like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates, uh, heavy in front of them, were pushing the vaccines with such enthusiasm. But they're the same people who want to bring the world's population down. So I have great trouble believing that the vaccine is actually going to extend my life expectancy or improve my health. And Bill Gates is on record saying that vaccines are the best investment he ever made. And then he said a comment, where else can you make a hundred percent, no, did he say a thousand percent interest on your investment? And he said, um, only vaccines, they literally make 10 times more back than what they invested. So vaccines are grossly overcharged. In South Africa, our government signed an agreement with Pfizer that they would pay the equivalent of $10 per Per dose of, of the vaccine and it, it came to billions uh, because everybody in the population was to get and the and Pfizer was to be paid even if the vaccines weren't delivered. Yeah. Now who could have signed such an agreement and then of course the parliament had to pass a law giving them indemnity from prosecution for any ill effects and uh, uh, you know anything from illness paralysis to death um, as a result of taking the vaccine. Now if if COVID is so dangerous, how is it that you've got to be tested to even though you've got it? And if this vaccine is so safe and effective, why is it that you've got to be forced and threatened and cajoled to get the shot? It it just doesn't make sense. So I hope people this time will say, in the words of Christine Anderson, hell no. You know, no, we will not comply. And mm-hmm. just say no to them. Don't let them scare you. Don't let them have power of you. Don't let them put you in fear. The only reason it worked the first time is because we didn't know. Well, now we do know. We've got scientific investigations. And if anyone hasn't seen the pandemic films, pandemic one, two, and three, they're well worth seeing. And Died Suddenly is another excellent documentary that one should see yes. um, from morticians and funeral parlors on what they noticed of the people who just died suddenly in the space of Apparently, the main cause of death in the United States right now is cause unknown, yes. which is, I think, code for uh, vaccine injury. Yeah. And uh, aside from when you've got this, um, the amount of people who just dropped dead, even totally healthy people in the sports field. We had a record number of sportsmen in South Africa die in the last year. And we're talking about uh, people who, who run marathons and ma- ultra marathons, right. people who mega fit, but they had to get vaccinated to do these uh, um, marathons and so on. And so everyone who dropped dead, you knew every one of them had a vaccine or they wouldn't have been allowed to take part in it. And we had record numbers. It never happened before. People dropping dead uh, while doing marathons and on sports field. People who are top-class Olympic level of fitness and dropping dead on the sports field. And it's a pandemic. Um, So watch the film uh, Died Suddenly or watch Pandemic and I think you'll get to understand what's going on. Uh, but yes, you know, oh, Bill Gates, he managed to buy his shares for $18 a piece and then he sold them for $300 a piece. Whoa. From $18 to $300. Uh, and now we're talking about he bought millions of shares. Right. So this is uh, huge. Uh, and he sold them just before the information came out about the uh, vaccines are um, are not safe and not effective. And so uh, he, he perfectly timed um, he sold just when it was at its peak, just before they lost their value tremendously. So um, he made a mega fortune. He made billions on this whole vaccine industry. And 
when you what's better for corporate exec when the government does your advertising and the media does your advertising and mandates everyone's got to get your product so how how can you make billions quick and easier than by um, creating a pandemic and by the way others pointed out that bill gates made his profits in microsoft by creating um, viruses that required people to get his software to protect them from the very viruses that they'd set out there yeah. uh, to um, attack people's computers. So yeah. if he did that for computers, is it possible that he might have been involved in uh, creating the virus that his vaccines are countering? Gee. Now, just a thought, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that that's enough to get you Oh, it's platform. just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, no, just it's, a coincidence. It's <laughs> Peter, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work and purchase your books? Where can they do all that? Yes, visit www.frontlinemissionna.org, Frontline Mission NA, NA short for North America. We've got an office in Florida where we're selling uh, our books, which include Slavery, Terrorism, Islam, the Historical Roots and Contemporary Threat, Frontline, Behind Enemy Lines for Christ, and other books like that. So frontlinemissionna.org uh, for the books. If you want to get to my main website, frontlinemissionsa.org, SA short for South Africa, so frontlinemissionsa.org and my personal email, peter at frontline.org.za. Excellent. P-E-T-R at dot dot za. Excellent. And as always, I'll have those links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to audreyrusso.com, click on the on-air button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info you need to follow Peter's work. Thanks so much again, Peter, for sharing your brilliant assessments with us. We look forward to your return to the show. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Real Talk with Audrey Russo. You can follow Audrey at her website, AudreyRusso.com, where you can find the live show, archives, articles, and much more. She's also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Read her articles also at Liberty.